Okay, sorry about that. You might have a break in the audio. We had some kind of internet issue or uh, a fluffle or whatnot, but don't know where it cut off because uh, it's late, didn't have time to go back. But we are talking about the Tony Awards, and right now we're just talking about the overall ceremony and James Corden being the host, you were saying. Um, yeah, like he does, like he, he, he is a performer and, um, like some, sometimes I kind of get annoyed by his antics, but, um, for the most part, I mean, I, I was like, um, you know, be more chill. Wasn't, uh, a perform performer on the Tonys for whatever reason. And they actually did one of the songs from Be More Chill, but it was like kind of a spoof of it that James Corden did. And he brought in um, uh, uh, Sarah Bareilles and um, Josh Groban, who were hosts last year. And um, I thought the way that they did it was hysterical. Um, so like, even though Be More Chill wasn't on there, like you still had the representation um, courtesy of James Corden. So, um, yeah. Anyway, um, so I, I mean, I thought he was okay as a host. Yeah, um, I'm going with the Oscars on this one. I, I the Academy Awards went hostless this year to cut down on time and to cut down on multiple things. And one of the reasons is uh, we had the uh, Kevin Hart problem yeah. and trying to find a replacement, but. After watching the Oscars, I didn't miss having a host. And with this, it ran over about nine minutes. And there's a part where he does a segment with um, trying to get the actors to have a fight, a or fight something. between each other. And it's those little things that, like, push the time. Yeah. Like, the bathroom thing was funny. The opening was good. Yeah, the opening was The opening, good. but like everything else, like all the little skits, I don't really need them. I think, like, I think, because, you know, we, you and I have had this discussion before. Like, I wish they had more performances on the the, the Oscars, um, but, you know, for whatever reason, they don't. Um, and they don't ask me my opinion, so, you know, I'll say that. Um, but... You know, you know. Yeah, because last year they didn't even have all the best songs represented. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't know why that is. Um, but, like, I do think on a show like the Tonys, like, performances are a necessity. But at the same time, like, the thing with the fighting, that was just kind of ridiculous. And not, like, good ridiculous. So, you know. Yeah. But anyway. Anyways, uh, so eh, uh, I think there were too many of the little, you know, CBS wink, wink, nod, nods. Like we're on CBS, I'm the host. Like, oh yeah, there was too much of that wink, wink stuff going on. Um, but uh, I said the only problem that I have with the Tony Awards is unless you live in New York City or Denver or Seattle where these shows start or where they start workshopping them and you get to see them in previews. You don't get to see the show. At least the yeah. Oscars for the most, the Oscars, you can see everything on the Oscars. Well, except for some foreign films, uh, but you can see 98% of the Oscar nominees before the, yeah. uh, the award show. 
So that's my only problem that I have with it. Um, but, uh, so, you know, we'll go through, you know, some of the winners. We won't go through the technicals because, well, this is the thing. I wish they would do two Tony Awards. They do the play and they do the musical. They do them both and you lose, like, the best scenic design and best sound design because they do those, like, the Academy does the technical, you know, the little awards. Yeah. Um, but, uh. But so best costume design. Okay, so best costume design was down to Ain't Too Proud, Beetlejuice, The Share Show, Hades Town, and Tootsie. And the Share Show one. Bob Mackie won. Number one, okay, is Bob Mackie. Um, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know who Bob Mackie is, Wikipedia, I do mean, your homework. Yeah. Um my thing is is as movies, I follow a group called the Screen Junkies. And one of them made a comment about how Rocket Man will probably most likely get nominated for Best Costume because they're flashy and they're flamboyant and they're exuberant. But the problem is they are reproductions of other people's work. And my thing with the Share Show is you reproduce dresses you wore already. You know? Yeah. You might have added some more sequins to Broadway it, but for the most <laughs> part, you're recreating what Cher already wore. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's where I'm kind of like, yeah. Um, uh, Town was, of course, the one that the cleaned up. winner, yeah. Um, we knew that going in. And yes, I predict 90% of the Oscar winners hate you, Green Book. You ruined it for me. Um, but... I was able to guess these, yeah, uh, because it is it is very obvious. But uh, best orchestrations, of course, went to Hades Town. Best original score went to Hades Town. Okay, what's the difference between orchestration and a original score? Um, I think because in movie uh, terminology, the score is the orchestration. Well, I think the orchestration is the the actual is solely instrumental because my book of music when I did high school musical was the score but that also included like the words so I believe and I feel like a failure as a music as a music minor um but I believe the score is just the music in general this is a perfect one for you guys to send us a voice more comment about if you know the difference between the two because yeah <clears throat> because unlike the academy awards sorry i'm the movie guy with sound editing sound mixing i always get those confused but they always seem to work into the show to show you the difference between the two <laughs> yeah um best book of a musical went to tootsie um for those that aren't theater literate the book is basically the story yeah it's basically everything that's spoken uh, best choreography went to Ain't Too Proud. Let's again. Did they do choreography or did we just work off of what? I mean, but that they did I already. can kind of get though because. Mm, well, I get because Kiss Me Kate, how much of it was based on the original material, but. I mean, no, choreography I, I get though because. You know, Ain't Too Proud is the story of the Temptations. And in order to effectively tell their story, 
you do need to make sure that they're the choreography is stylized, you know? So no, I, I get it. I get it. You could make an argument for not, but I just think they've already done those moves. No, and, you know, did they go and say, Hey, look, that's what they did for my girl. You know, look. Yeah. No, I mean, I see your point, but you know, you have to nail it. Uh, okay. Uh, moving on. Um, yeah. We can agree to disagree. <laughs> uh, best director went to Hades Town. Yeah. Um, also, the only uh, female female that was nominated, and the female only female on Broadway this season. Yeah. They they uh, actually mentioned quite a few times. <laughs> um, best actress went to Ellie Stoker for Oklahoma. If you're not familiar, Ellie Stoker, we are. We followed her on the Glee pro on the Glee project. Yes. Um, and I thought she was amazing then. And for the, the big thing with Allie Stoker though, is she's in a wheelchair and, um, she killed that song. She was truly amazing as Ada Wanny. And, but see, this is going to sound bad because, you know, you know, they made the thing about, you know, first winner with, disability like with that. wheelchair and all but the thing is the wheelchair put aside she's in a wheelchair but the thing is you watch her face and her voice yeah her performance take away the wheelchair she owned that she like, is like i haven't performer. i haven't seen the show i haven't seen this new oklahoma with her in it but based on what i saw in the tony awards it was a really good performance oh yeah wheelchair or no wheelchair she she's amazing um, so, you know, to me, you know, it sounds bad, but it's playing on the wheelchair thing. Like take away the wheelchair thing. She would have won it. I think oh, regardless yeah. with the, or without the wheelchair. But it's definitely like using her as an example. That was definitely good for like teachable moments though. Cause like, I mean, you better believe I'm going to come at some of my kids this year and we like, um, she won a Tony and she's in a wheelchair, which a problem. <laughs> so definitely going to be a teachable moment. Um, you know, and she, um, so I don't remember. But I, I think that's the thing that I have is there has to be the distinction that she didn't win it because she was in a wheelchair. Mm. But if you read a lot, I've read a lot of the stuff coming out on like mass media mm. and the way they spin it, it's, Wheelchair That's winner. That's why she won. A wheelchair winner. Wheelchair winner. Not Ali Stoker won. It's actress in wheelchair wins Tony Award. Yeah. It's Ali Stoker won a Tony. Yeah. And I think that's what it, the focus needs to be on is Ali Stoker won. It's mentally block the wheelchair. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> because I think, you know, you have to see it outside of the disability yeah is and the thing is that's the thing is she the way she performed and her singing and her acting you don't see it you know yeah it's there but it's not like oh look wheelchair and you know 
Because if you really wanted to get technical, I mean, imagine being Oklahoma with the dust and the dirt trying to wheelchair around. I mean, okay, but but the, that, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You it's really the performer, go there, though, with like the way that they've but no, they've that, done it. Like most of that stuff would not have gone down. Yeah, but that, but my thing is, it's her performance. Oh yeah, it's totally her performance and not the wheelchair. You know, like that's a song that I sing a lot when I. I mean, granted, she's you know professional, and I'm not. But she, like I know that song really well, and she was amazing. So definitely well deserved. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, hundred percent. I mean, we even liked her back on Glee Project, yeah. and you know, I can see why. You know, and um, they I, I have my theories why she didn't get picked, and because I think uh, you already had Artie, and yeah, you know, I think. Logistically, I think and you know you have they to bring look. her on for like a. She came on for like a. She came anyway, on for like one like episode. A girlfriend of his, anyway. So. Yeah, she came on for one episode, and but she's probably doing better than if. She well, that's what I, I I said on this show. Is I said, had she a one Glee project, would she have been where she is? Probably. Not. Probably, probably not. We don't know, but no, totally. Uh, props to her for that. Um, she was, um, I can't remember the character's name, but she, they did like a revival recently of, um, uh, Spring Awakening and like they did, um, like sign language and, and whatever. And I believe everyone in the cast had some sort of disability or something. And, um, she was in it and she was supposed to be really good in that too. But, so. and, and, you know, to, to move on for them, but my thing too is. Yes, she did it in a wheelchair and all, but I think the other thing is I don't think enough props were given to the director. Yeah. Because he's the one that had the vision of we can do this. Yep. We can work with it because it's not something you normally see. No. And a lot of – I think a lot of it was had to be tailored for her. Oh, yeah. I think they went and said we want her and we have to design the show for this. Yes. Because you're going to have to design sets and everything to work around her. Yeah. So I don't think enough has been said about the producers and the director and how they designed this show. Yeah. Because this show had to accommodate for her. Yeah. And I think that's kind of gotten missed, you know? Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, Best Featured Actress, uh, Best Featured Actor went to Andre DeShield for Town, who uh, you've probably seen they a billion memes out there with his – Three rules. Yeah, his speech. And it was a it was an <clears throat> speech. Um the thing it was a very classy speech. Yeah, I mean it was a very well done speech. It was very well formulated and he made good points. Well, and the thing like one of the things that like we, that we hear a lot basically when we go to see our chat backs is a lot of people say in this industry you need to be nice to people other people and because it's a small community and you know, this, that and the other. And um, that's more or less what he said. And, you know, it's, again, it's a lesson that a lot of, especially younger performers, I think, or just people in general need to learn. But no, I, I liked him because, you know, he went and he said, you know, there's a billion people I could think. It would take me all day to think, but I'm going to leave you advice. Yeah. And I think that's the one of the best things you can do in a speech. Oh, yeah. Is say something that inspires the next person. The person watching the Tonys. Yep. Um, uh, so Best Actress went to Stephanie J. Block for The Share Show. Say what you will about that. I could go for a rant on that one. 
because to me, you're imitating somebody, but um, best but, actor for, huh? But she was given it, so there's probably a reason, you know? And there's probably I mean, a reason. you know, I don't know. Um, I, I, I could break it down, but I'm not going to. Uh, best actor went to Santino Fontana for Tootsie. Tootsie. Um, it's, I, it was, the, the production they did was good. Yeah. Uh, best musical revival, you had a competition to Kiss Me Kate in Oklahoma. And I mean, how are you going to lose to Oklahoma? If I ever direct, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to do a revival. For if nothing else, the fact that it like that you don't have nearly as much competition but like, anymore. When you look at Oklahoma, like yeah. how are you gonna compete with that? Well, because they reimagined. They it. reimagined it, keeping the original material, reimagining it. You you know we've talked about Ali Stoker. Like how are you gonna compete? I know. You know because you revive something, but you revived it with imagining it, and the thing is. Some people don't like it. Some people do. Yeah. But I think the thing that is good is it looks fresh. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't look like it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike the like movies, you have Footloose. You have the Footloose remake. Let's go. You know, we could go there. Yeah. And finally, best musical went down to Ain't Too Proud, Beetlejuice, Hades Town, The Prom, and Tootsie. And Hades Town took it. Yeah. Uh, and I could see that. I, I, I It could... was very conceptual, and it almost seems like an... I don't know a lot about Hadestown, um, but it seems very conceptual. Well, <laughs> looking back, you know, analyzing like an award show like the Oscars, analyzing these shows, I've noticed the Tonys don't all totally love the movie musicals based well, on movies. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of those nominated or win. Well. Uh, so I got a feeling the American theater wing is not too, like, I think they kind of think they're novelties. Yeah. Um, and the prom, I think the prom, you know, cause we haven't seen any of these. Mm -mm. The prom from what I've seen looks fun and cute. And, you know, I think it's a good show. Well, what it's showing and mm. what the what I know about the show, um, but I think this is the one that we're in there because of content. Yeah, I don't. You know, from what I saw in it, it looks too fun and flashy to get. You know. Yeah. And ain't too proud. I feel like you know they've given it to Jersey Boys in the past. I feel like they've given it to a lot of jukebox and yeah. like. You, but like when Hades Town goes on the stage and when you see it. Like you said, it's very stylized. It's very artsy, and it's new, and it's edgy. Yeah. So when you you know when you look at it, you know that it you know because you know I was just like, oh, Hades Town wins because that's what's going through my head as I'm analyzing these from what I know, and I'm like, oh, well, Hades Town is the one that has the biggest risk here. Yeah. Um, and I love the movie musicals or the movicals, whatever you want to call them now, but. I like original. Yeah. I like original content on Broadway. Um, you know, I, I do. I am dying to see Beetlejuice. I'm the only one that wants to see King Kong. Yes. <laughs> but anyways, uh, let us know what you thought of the Tony Awards. Let us know any uh, hits, misses that you had. 
Um, one of the big things that's been on the internet is this is the 25th anniversary of Disney on Broadway, and they didn't get any real. They kind of got stopped. <laughs> Except the in memoriam, we had the yeah. Lion Love song of Can You Feel the Love Tonight playing for the in memoriam. I don't think that was the best I choice. But evidently, the Oscars did it one year. I did not know that. Oh. Evidently, the Oscars used it one year. Uh, I don't think that's a good choice. No, no. I, I, it's really not. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that was a good choice. I mean, I think C was a good choice for singing it, but I don't think that was a good choice for that. Yeah. Uh, but let us know what you thought of the Tony Awards, any snubs, uh, uh, what you think uh, for C for the next Tony Awards being nominated. Uh, so, you can't even do that because there's shows that aren't even out yet. No, there's some speculate. I'm, I'm sure we'll see Mulan in there. Mulan Rouge, Rouge. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to see costuming for Mulan Rouge. I'm sure we're going to see scenic design for Mulan Rouge. And but so many other shows are going to, like... What I want to know about Mulan Rouge is I want to see Mulan Rouge because I love the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to love Baz Luhrmann. I do. I didn't like the Get Down. Yeah. Didn't like Australia. But, you know, I, I do... He's someone that's highly stylized, too, though. And what I, I haven't been able to see a lot is how much does he have influence on the show? Yeah, that I don't know. Like, Tina Fey with Mean Girls, like, she wrote the script to Mean Girls. So what I haven't been able to find yet is does how much of a hand does Baz have in this or not? You know, because I think if he has a hand in it, mm-hmm. absolutely, you're looking at tons of nominations. Because, I mean, yeah, I, I think even going back to when Moulin Rouge came out, I think everyone was ready for a musical version. Oh, yeah. I think everyone was like, this belongs on the stage. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, you know, we haven't had the track, you know, list. So we don't know how much is left from the movie and how much is original. Yeah. Um, but either way, I, I think it's going to be an amazing musical. I think it's going to be one of the big ones for the next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, let's wrap things up. Uh, Julie, uh, like we broke before the Tonys, Julie uh, announced on the night of the Tonys, uh, her two she is doing two shows uh, for her high, uh, school season, and those are? Um, we are doing Back to the 80s, which is a jukebox musical with this kind of a silly storyline, but whatever, featuring songs of the 80s. Such Not silly, at, corny. Uh, oh, campy, she brought, campy. She brought home the uh, the script, and uh, it, it's pretty. It's, it's pretty campy. It's, yeah. Um, and then, so in the side, but in note, a good way, I think. Yeah, yeah, and I think my kids will really like it. So, side note: the reason I'm doing two is because last year I only had um, two theater classes. I had a middle school class and a high school class. Um, and this year, I'm either I'm either having and and then my other classes were English. So this year, I'm either having three English classes and two drama class or and three drama classes. Wait, no, either this year I'm either having three English classes and three drama classes or four drama classes and two English classes. So with do with having more that in my course load, because that'll be the, predominantly what I teach, um, I feel that I need to do two shows. Um, and of course they make more money and draw bigger interest and this not the other. Um, but in the spring, so also a side note, my kids really wanted to do Greece and I'm building a program. This will only be the second year that it's existed. And, um, 
last year, you know, we did High School Musical. I had a very large cast. I had a lot of interest. Like a lot of kids wanted to be a part of it. A lot of kids were a part of it. I had a 40% male cast, which is unbelievable for a first timer and for theater in general. And um, so, you know, obviously I want to grow that. So um, I looked into doing Grease and, you know, for, if you don't know this, doing musicals, you have to pay for licensing. And so just for the privilege of doing it. In High School Musical, the rights were about a thousand. Um, I put in an application for, um, for Grease through Samuel French, which is the licensing company. Um, they, it took me about two weeks for them to process it because they had to ask me about 40 bajillion questions, including, but not limited to a goat sacrifice. Not really. But when all was said and done, they wanted about $2,700 in rights. Now we don't have an orchestra, so we have to use the background, the uh, backing tracks, backing tracks were going to cost about 800 for that package. And then they don't include scripts and the scripts were going to probably be additional 500. So add that up. That's not props. That's not set pieces. That's not costumes. That's not operating costs. That was going to be a lot of money to do that show. So I thought about what other shows I could do that is like kind of the same time period and this, that, and the other. And um, so I am doing a show I have already directed and I have this only two shows I've directed, um, but it checked all of my boxes Get ready, for, everybody. for the show, like the things that I wanted to have in a show. And I am doing Bye Bye Birdie. Um, I did it two years ago at my last school. I'm at a new school, all new kids, all new talent. Um, and like I said, it I thought about who could possibly play the parts. And I know this show very well. Um, and like I said, all the boxes ended up being checked. So, um, yeah. So back to the 80s, uh, December 6th and 7th. And Bye Bye Birdie, April, I think, 26th and 27th. I think I have to look at the dates. And, and fun fact for Bye Bye Birdie, the musical, this song, Bye Bye Birdie, is not in the musical. It is just in the movie musical. So... I might so. find a way to try and work it in just because I love it so much. And I was very disappointed when I found that out. When it yeah, I, I was really disappointed because that's one of the highlights of the movie is the opening Bye Bye Birdie with her singing. Um, so uh, if people want to follow the journey of Back to the 80s and Bye Bye Birdie, where can they find you? At FCUS Drama on FCUS.Drama on Instagram. Yes. And uh, of course, you can find us at Musicals Mimosas on Twitter and Instagram. Though uh, so that is going to wrap it up for our extremely long episode that did not turn. Well, you know, we thought it'd be shorter and it turned out to be longer, but that's just the way things go. Uh, but we love talking about this kind of stuff, so we don't mind. Uh, our Broadway season has ended. So it's going to be a little bit till we go to our next Broadway show. Uh, our next actual Broadway show uh, for our regular, our Orlando Fairwinds Broadway season is in October with Les Mis, but we are going to New York in September and we're going to try to see, I believe five. Yeah. We're going to try to fit in five shows. But we don't our, know what those are yet. So our, stay tuned. Uh, yeah. Cause we are roughing it to New yeah. York. Uh, we are putting normally uh when Julie traveled and we traveled together, we traveled with a wonderful group called Custom, Custom Travel, Travel Insider. Insider CTI. And they are a wonderful group. They do wonderful things together. Uh, the problem is it's not cheap. Yeah. 
Um, and, and they don't have any trips the time we're going either. So, or at least not announced. Well, or yeah. they would have announced. No, they now. would have announced September by now. Um, they so usually do summer. There's nothing in September. Uh, so we wanted to get up there between. Uh, we we definitely want to go back in January, um, but there's nothing in between. We wanted to get up there, so we're getting our flights, we're getting our hotels, and we're. Uh, if you're not familiar with uh, Broadway scene in New York, there's a uh, kiosk called TKTS. There's three of them, and the day of the show, they release discounted tickets. Yeah. And so we're going to take our bets on what we can yeah. get there and hopefully see maybe some classics using yeah. that. Um, but uh, we do have our local theaters, our Moonlight Players and our Winter Garden Theater. Moonlight Players has all shook up coming out. Yeah, they have all shook up. And uh, Winter Garden Theater has Flash Dance the Musical coming. Um, the Osceola Center for the Arts is doing Newsies. Uh, directed by one of our friends. Well, he's a choreographer. Choreographer. He's, yes, Sorry. my friend Sean. And um, then uh, this it's the Central Florida Community Arts is doing Bye Bye Birdie. So if nothing else, if 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 Alex and I don't go, I'm going to try and go. I might try to take some of my kids with us so we can do some research. But they're all like in the month of July. And, you know, there's only so many dates. So... Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, August 8th, I get to see Bold the Musical. Uh, I'm going to that one solo because Julia said, you know, skipping out on that one. Um, if, you, if you're if you interested to see a musical about female allied secret agents in World War II, <laughs> it's August 8th at the Dr. Phillips Center. I'm going to that one with pure having fun in my heart with that one. Okay, so thank you for listening. As always, please leave us uh, voicemails on your on if you're uh, listening to us on Anchor.fm. Leave us comments on our website or through Twitter or Instagram or through Anchor. We would love to hear your comments. And uh, we also want to give a shout out to our favorite restaurant before the show's Wahlburgers. Uh, we have our favorite server there, yeah. unfortunately. So, uh, welcome back to Musicals and Mimosas. My name is Alex. And I'm and Julie. Julie is here. Uh, tonight, we are talking Come From Away, The Remarkable True Story. This is a musical. We saw it as the last show of our 2018-2019 Broadway Across America Fairwinds Broadway series in Orlando, however you like to call it, <laughs> uh, at the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts. Uh so, real quick, uh, she I've uh, been giving Julie the last couple descriptions on shows, uh, so I'll take this one. Uh, so, Come From Away, if you're not familiar with it, uh, this takes place after the events that occurred on 9-11 uh, with the attacks on the World Trade Center. Uh, if you're not familiar, after the attacks, uh, American United States airspace was shut down. All flights were diverted to other airports. Uh, many of the flights were di directed to a small island uh, called in uh, near Canada called Newfoundland, Newfoundland, and one of the towns is Gander. And they took dozens of flights and approximately seven thousand passengers into their small town. 
And this is the story of how this small town welcomed them and how the passengers uh, who are from all different walks of life, all different countries, came in there and kind of became ganders. Yeah. Uh, and uh, kind of embraced everybody and kind of all helped work together through their days on days in this small town. When America was falling apart. <laughs> While America was falling apart. And for a majority of it, they didn't know what was happening. Yeah. Um, you know, their flights are directed. They're getting, you know, they're being held on planes at the beginning. They're not sure what's going on. And Gander is a very small town. It's a population of, I think they said 6,000. Uh, it's a very, you know, everybody kind of knows everybody. Uh, it's very much, you know, hey, you know. We open everyone in, come on in, have some tea, uh, get together kind of thing. I really liked this musical. I it, this uh, I grew more and more uh, wanting to see this as I learned more about what it was about. Because initially I had no idea what it was about. And then I learned about it and I heard some of the music about it and I was really impressed with it. And what I did not expect was it to be as funny as it was. Yeah. It is quite comical, uh, but it is all based on uh, true events and uh, taken from interviews taken at the 10th anniversary in Gander uh, with the passengers and the residents. Uh, what What are your thoughts on Come From Away? Um, I really enjoyed this as well. Um it, you know, 9-11 is one of those events. In fact, it, it's, it's. Uh, I say a, uh, I'm kind of scared to try it, to be honest, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it's funny, or not really funny, but um, a lot of my students weren't alive when 9-11 happened. And, um, you know, every generation has that definitive moment in history where they can tell you where they were. And like our parents, it was the Kennedy assassination. Um, you know, as we get older, obviously like more and more things happen in the world, whatever. But, um, you know, this was probably the biggest event in our generation's lives to happen. And, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be hard for a lot of, younger audiences to understand like quite the impact that it had um, on the world because like I said, a lot of my students can't say, well, I remember when 9-11 happened because I wasn't born yet. <laughs> like, um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I did really enjoy it. It was very short. Um, I did not, but it's very intense. Um, it's a very technically, I mean, not technical as far as like, like, like the tech side, like lights and sounds and production effects and music cues and this, that, and the other. Um, it's technical almost in terms of choreography, but not necessarily dancing. Like everything was choreographed. They do a lot of things with chairs in the show and, um, there's 
like like it's very like I said, it's very highly choreographed. Like you like if one chair is out of place, it kind of ruins the whole thing. So that actually kind of surprised me. Um it's very fast paced too. It's like go, 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 go. Like one thing happens, nothing happens. Like to me, I mean, granted, it's like an hour and forty minutes long, so it's not a very long show. No intermission. Yeah, no intermission, but it's very intense. Um, and it's like constantly things are happening. Like some shows, like even shows that I really like, I feel have like lulls in them. And I didn't really feel like there was that moment in this show. What did you think? Yeah. No, I, it is a very um, rehearsed show. Uh, they, um, but what amazed me with this show is it's not a small cast, but the thing is every cast member has to play at least two parts oh, yeah. and they have mm. to do at least two accents because you oh, have yeah. them doing the Newfoundland the accent and you have them doing whatever Never. they're from. Uh, but when you look at the cast list in here of who's playing who you have Megan McGinnis, Bonnie and others. Hardy, Harder, Klingman, Oz, and others. And uh, everybody, I would just like to point out that James Earl Jones II, Bob, (laughs) and others. Yes, we saw James Earl Jones II, and yes, he is related to who you think he is. Yeah. And no, I didn't get to ask if, you know, this other person ever called him Simba. But But he wanted to. (laughs) It's his son, right? Yes. Okay. Um. And when you hear him, you can, I could definitely tell the family <laughs> resemblance. I just, I kept kind of wanted him to say, remember. If you look at him, it's in the eyes. Oh, yeah. If you look oh, at yeah, his, yeah. his his headshot, it's in the eyes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right there. It's there. Um, no, it was, uh, really? Someone didn't quiet their phone. Okay. While we're talking about theater, which we sign on our phones. Okay. Um, I like the music, though. Yeah. The music's catchy, especially the Welcome to the Rock is quite catchy. Oh, yeah. Catchy. The, the opening. Yeah. No. Uh, but, yeah, you mentioned the, the chairs. The chairs do play an integral part of the show because it's part of the restaurant. And then they also use them for the plane. And- yeah. they And they do a lot of, like, time. Not time jumping. But because, like, okay, there's a character that plays, because it's, like, it's made up of, like, an ensemble um, cast, because, because like, you've got, like, the main characters that were residents of um, Gadner, um, but then you have, like, the people that are on the plane, and, and, like, so, like I said, they do play multiple roles, but there's not, like, a definitive, like, what are tell, like, a lot of shows will, t- like, kind of stupefy you, where they tell you, like, oh, we're now we're flashing back to the plane, and they don't really do that. No, there is a reporter character that kind, that tells you what day and what time everything is yeah. happening. And uh, with the staging, they kind of expect you to know where you are, um, but no, and like I said, I, I did find it quite funny. I didn't expect it to be that funny, especially when you're talking about what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, you, you made an interesting comment about, yeah, there's a whole group that some don't even know what 9-11 yeah. is. 
there's a whole group in schools that, you know, um, our son, I don't think really has a clue what 9-11 really is. Um, because it wasn't, it's part of us. It's part of our generation. It's part of our history and those before us. And there'll become a time that it'll just be mentioned in a book like a lot of history. Yeah. Um, but fun fact, we did see this on uh, as they uh, in the chat back. This is tonight is the third anniversary of the Pulse yes. massacre at the Pulse Club. So uh, there was that. Um, but no, I, I enjoyed Come From Away. It, it was uh, also something that, you know, because I'm really into sets and production design. I really like their back wall. Yeah. Um, it looks like a little bit of like rock stone kind of thing but they use it for to, and they also use that to show you're on the plane they have the white lines that show yeah they're on the plane and then it has the clouds on it and it gives background but they also it opens up yeah <laughs> there's doorways they use it as the door for the airplane and i thought that was really neat how they did that and what i like too is usually you see a lot of when they do the shows to do staging, they do a lot of the column work and all. Mm-hmm. But these were like trees. Yeah. They were like tree branches with the lights attached to them. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Not like, oh, we have the trees and we have a lighting, you know, rig with the lights on it. Um, but no, you know, it, it had that in that feel. And while it was a, you know, semi-small cast, it, it felt like a, you know, I think it rushed a lot because I think... You know, who they're portraying, what they're portraying, it's very fast and continuous because, you know, they're going through all this stuff not knowing. Yeah. And, you know, you're kind of like pushed into this. And I think it works with an hour and 40 minutes um, because I think if you pushed it longer, you would do an intermission. And I think if you did an intermission, it would kill the tone and the purpose of the story isn't it's not i mean it's about it's kind of like okay i've i've said this before like with with teaching it and um and some people kind of get irritated with me about it but to me the diary of anne frank isn't really about the holocaust to, I mean, I about I, an experience. Yeah, during. and it, it's almost like like that's in the background of the story of this girl. Um, again, some people might get a little salty with me for making that comment in the first place, but it is what it is. Um, this it wasn't a story about nine eleven. Like, I mean, it's not. I mean, if you know, you're over- well because it, it's taken place after the events of nine eleven. The thing is, they expect you you need to know what nine well, eleven yeah. is. Because they never really say what happened. Yeah, they, there's a song in the in the show where the pilot is talking about. Oh my god! Where I, they turned what she loved into something. Into something. Which it broke her basically. You know, they turned something she loved into something evil. Yeah. And something that she always looked up to, and that sh- this was her thing, and they used it as a weapon. <clears throat> yeah. But outside of that, you don't hear about the actual thing. And you hear a little bit uh, of when they all go back and you hear about one going to the ground zero and it's still smoldering. Yeah. But there's not actual about the event. It's about the human experience of what – and it's about 
how you don't know, to me I enjoyed it because we know the 9/11 story. It sounds bad, but we know it. I mean, and we've had movies about it. We've had you know documentaries all, and, and we you know, know what I mean, happened we know with what that. Happened. And we know how it's affected Americans and we know how it affected New Yorkans. We know how those New Yorkers, sorry. We know how it affected them. And we know what it did to them. Yeah. And but this are people that were not directly in the country. Yeah. They were on planes. They were in going to vacations. They were going to jobs. They were going on work trips. They had no idea about this. And you know, it's about them, the human experience of them having to bond over someone they don't really know yeah. about. You know, the, it's an indirect repercussion of 9-11. My personal favorite part of the show is was um, the kind, and one of my students has season tickets too, but she's going tomorrow. I think her show is tomorrow. And um, she's like a big crier though. And I told her, I, she was asking me how the show was. And um, cause she knew I was going tonight and I was like, bring tissues because I know that the, to me, like my favorite part was the part where um, in, they go to the church and like all the different, like the rabbi is there and the guy comes and tells him the story about like his family was from Poland and how they told him never to, um, you know, you know, explain to tell anyone that he was Jewish because you know he could you know be killed, whatever. And um, then, like you know, a guy that's Muslim comes in with you know his um, I don't remember the technical term, but the carpet that they lay down for them to pray on. Um, comes in and I mean, it's like all these different, and the rabbi comes in and he's actually singing a song in Hebrew. Um, and that's a real Hebrew song too, by the way, in case you didn't know that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that was my personal favorite part that. And when the pilot, um, like she's singing and she's like, I love, and this is how like it made me feel. And I knew how I want, you know, I want to be a pilot from the time I was a little girl and this, that, and the other. And I was the first female American airlines pilot. And it was like a big deal. And, and then like the end of the song, it was like, and this day took it all away from me. Yeah. I, um, yeah, the guy next to me got a little teary eyed. Um, I didn't get too teary eyed. It was sad, but, I really saw it as a show of, you know, the best of yeah, well, things and, and how and how good things can come out of a tragedy. Yeah. Um, but my favorite character was Ali. Yeah. Um, he is an Egyptian that is on this flight and he is the only uh, uh, demographic of that type on the plane on in this area. And we know, we get early on that ganders are very open. Yeah. They're very comforting. They're very welcome. But you even see, once it starts, they start getting a little bit of the news feed and all about this. Even the ones running the kitchens and all, when he's just like, let me help with the food. Mm. They're like, no, 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 no. Because 
They're like, what's if he tries to poison the food, basically? What if he tries to do And they're like, no, no, no. We got this. We well, got this. Well, that's the only part that I was kind of questioning because at first, um, that's what I thought. But, and then um, uh, Beulah says, she was like, no, you don't help because you're a guest. So then part of me was like. But, but see, I got that for the, I, at first I thought that because at first I was like. It's because, you know, guests don't help in the kitchen. Yeah. But they have guests they have guests doing all the other True. stuff, right? And he's the only one that they're saying no, no, no. Because yeah. they got Bob running off to get barbecue grills. That's true. Off of lands. <laughs> and they got cardiologists cleaning the toilets. You yeah. know, they're welcoming anyone that says, Hey, I'll clean the toilets. Hey, I'll go get this. I'll go get this. They're welcome to that. Yeah. But him, he's like, and he asked multiple times. You know, let me help. Yeah. But when he goes and puts his foot down and says, I am a, you know, master chef, master chef at an international hotel chain and this and this, then they're like, okay, come help. Yeah. So to me, I got that they, they were a little iffy. iffy about it. And they were a little, you know, and you get that a lot of them are instantly, once they start seeing the news, they're like, he's kind of pushed aside a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I, 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 I liked his, his character. I like, I liked that. I thought there was a lot in depth with him there. And the other one that I really liked, I liked the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> I like the mayor who plays like four mayors. Oh yeah. Uh, no. Um, also, um, you know, we talked about, you know, we've talked about um, modern where having bands on the stage and all. And what was cool was they kind of do this like little like dance jamboree type thing. Yeah. And the band comes center stage yeah, and neat. interacts with the cast. And they were also the last um, people off like the cast. They, they took their bows and um, the orchestra band, whatever, um, like bowed with them. And then everybody else left the stage, and, and they, they were like still, a jig. yeah, they were still on the. Stage well, because today. I think the problem is when you don't have a curtain. How yeah. do you be like, guys? It's done. We're it's done. We're, we're over. Done. Yeah. Because you know you don't want to do like that hard like black like. Poof. Yeah, especially you know. But you know, without a curtain, you don't have that little finesse final. Yeah. You know, and but see, I'm still like I I don't get not having a curtain or not having an overture because the mayor comes out at the start. People are still putting their phones away. People are still talking yeah. and, and quieting their murmurs. And it's like lights go down, show start. And while he's talking, people are like, oh, sh- crap, I got to put my phone away. I We, we got to finish this conversation real quick. You know, is there's nothing that says showtime. You know, there's no, you know, yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I don't like about not having a curtain or not having an overture to be like cuz with an overture you're like okay now the overture's winding down it's time yeah. to go. Um Yeah, so uh anything else about Come From Away that uh, I definitely recommend seeing it. Oh, uh, yeah. There are I believe they said five productions of it. There's New York, 
There's Toronto, Toronto. There's the North American tour. There's London. And then they're doing a new Australia. New Zealand, I think, is what yeah. they said. They said. So, it's opening uh, very soon. So uh, I definitely recommend seeing it. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't be put off because I know there's some people that want to avoid 9-11. Yeah. You know, there there's people that do not want to. It's not a big part of the show. It is, but it isn't. Yeah. Like I said, there's no graphics of it. There's no, like, real references to it. But go see it because it, you know. It's there's, more of a story about humanity. But there's this, you know, right now, everyone, this is the the show for Be Kind. Yeah. Right now, the big thing going around is Be Kind. And that's what this shit says. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. Anyways, I would definitely recommend uh, going to catch it. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, moving on from that, uh, we, uh, we're we done with Fosse Vernon, so we don't really have anything to talk about with that. Um, we did, uh, real quick, we did uh, start watching <laughs> a uh, DVD of a musical uh, that Julie here brought to my attention. Uh I bought her a poster she had been wanting uh, that features costumes uh, for various Broadway shows. I love costumes. It's like my favorite and thing that I've learned as a, as a drama one teacher. night she came home and she told me about one of the, co- one of her students saw one of the costumes on the poster and asked a question about it. And what was that question? Why is nothing there? If you Google Broadway costume poster, you'll be able to see it. Yeah. If you look, there is a show called O oh, Calcutta. And there is no picture for O oh, Calcutta. And the reason for that... Looked it up. And it is a show that is done with a lot of nudity. Yeah. So, I was like, I have to see this. So, there is a DVD. I got it through Netflix. There's a DVD circulating of a... Paper Burn view. of a pay-per-view that was televised like the in the 80s, 70s? In the 70s. So, put it on. We start watching it. Very, yeah. very beginning. There is very much we nudity. We didn't finish it. Uh, it is very full nudity. Well, we get to the first scene. And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen O Calcutta and you want to see it, spoiler alert. Uh, but... The first scene involves uh, a couple performers playing Jack and Jill on kind of like a playground with ABC blocks and seesaws and swings. Cute, right? Yeah, and wrong. And they're <laughs> and they're obviously playing kids, like children. Yeah. On a playground. Well, they decide to play a game of measure with a yeah. measuring of measuring how long something is and how deep something is. And then it was uncomfortable. He, yeah, and, and it's these like basically like yeah, and he basically there's basically a rape on the stage. It, yeah. But yeah. what amazed me, and then we we basically what that happened, we're like, this is uncomfortable, we're turning it off. Yeah. But once I pulled it up, and you find this is one of the longest running revivals. This show did over five thousand performances. <laughs> Like when you see how long this show went and how it it was a very watched show 
and it was performed many times, and I'm like, there's no way you could do that show oh, today. <laughs> there's no way you could no do a revival no. of that show today. No. Yeah, no. 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 I mean, this was like pre- me too era yeah yeah wow that's yeah <laughs> yeah um i would definitely skip that one yeah hard pass uh that would be a hard pass and, on uh, that one yeah i uh we've only turned off two musicals i believe and the first one that is the second one and the first one was open house with anthony rap and we love you anthony rap but but it did give me fantabulous in my vocabulary. Okay. Uh, so I've noticed, have you had your orange had maple mimosa? And how is your orange maple mimosa? Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, thank the internet. Um, we, we, yeah. Do we got any news? You got any news? Oh, um, why don't you uh, announce uh, since uh, we're going to start following. We uh, followed uh, Julie here, as you may or may not know, is a drama teacher, a musical theater teacher at her school. And last uh, season, we kind of we, we didn't do it too much, but we kind of followed her way through to a production of High School Musical. Uh, this time, we are hoping to get more involved with it. Uh, doing a lot more with Instagram. Uh, her, um, she'll uh, shout out her Instagram at the end of this. Uh, but doing more Instagram and doing more follow-ups as we do on a podcast and hopefully get some of her cast and crew involved and get some interviews in here. Uh, but on... Oh! Oh my God, we're a half hour into this show already. And before we get to this, we forgot to talk about something kind of important. We had the Tony Award. Oh yeah, duh. <laughs> We had the Tony Awards. Uh, the Tony Awards were this Sunday, uh, if you did not know. Um, it is my second favorite award show outside of the Oscars. Uh, but so let's put a, you know, a little pin. We'll pin uh, Julie's thing here for a minute. And uh, I don't think I'm going to go to bed tonight now. Uh, so as you know, we are about musicals, not plays. So we're going to stick to the musicals. Yeah. Other words, we're going to give you here for a while. Uh, so let's talk about the Tony Awards. Um, first, let's start out with the overall show. What did what did you think of the overall award show? What did you think of James Corden as a host? Um, I thought he was okay. I mean, he's not Hugh Jackman. You know, love Hugh Jackman. He's not no Patrick Harris. But I thought he did okay. Um, you know, sometimes I like James Corden and sometimes I don't. But... Um, he does well, like, he he actually does perform, um, and... Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Musicals and Mimosas. Tonight we are talking Come From Away, the remarkable true story, a musical, and to go with it, uh, we have Orange Maple Mimosas. That is right. These are classic mimosas, but with Canadian maple syrup inside because this show takes place in a small part of Canada. Uh, it is uh, simply orange, orange juice. Uh, I 
don't recall the brand offhand, but it is made in Canada, product of Canada maple syrup that I got. And Dark Heart, Dark Horse, I can't talk tonight, Dark Horse Brute Sparkling Wine. Uh, so go ahead. If you want to grab a mimosa, grab your favorite drink. We'll be right back as we talk Come From Away. 